Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 47 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue working with you guys on personal finance topics that I think can really help you push forward in your financial life towards financial freedom. Today, what we are talking about is home equity, and we're going to talk about how it's important to build equity in your home, and we're going to talk about why it's not very smart to borrow from that home equity. And it's a mistake that a lot of people make, and I just want to um, address it and make clear my position on this particular thing um, that it just feels too easy to run to in times where you need cash. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, uh, leave me any feedback in the comments, uh, questions, uh, comments, things that you think I can improve on, whatever it may be, put that down in the comments for me and I will be sure to get back to you. Uh, also, uh, if you could go and follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan as uh, the, the handle there. Um, also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast to this episode, I really appreciate uh, the fact that you're listening there. Uh, please make sure that you go subscribe as well and leave me a review on those platforms. Uh, also, if you need help in financial coaching, you need somebody to coach you along in your financial life, help you build a plan, help you walk through that plan, uh, I'm your guy. And you can absolutely sign up for a financial coaching session. And you can do so on our website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Uh, and you can sign up under the Work with Dylan tab. So what is home equity? Well, home equity is nothing more than the homeowner's interest in their own property. Now, what do I mean by interest in their own property? Well, very simply put, it is the value of the home, the market value of a home, less any liens or debts on that home. So meaning your mortgage uh, on that particular home. So it's, it's basically what it's worth minus what you owe on it. That's how much equity you have in a home. And this amount can fluctuate over time because the market value of your home can absolutely change. And uh, hopefully you're paying down uh, that mortgage over time. So that, that amount will be steadily dropping over time as well. So uh, that, that amount can change uh, month to month even um, or you know, really week to week if you have a really uh, weird real estate market in a particular place. Um, so you want to be aware of the approximate amount of equity you have in a home, uh, but it is a variable number. So why do we want home equity? Well, we want it because our home is such a large asset for us, right? When you own a home, the home is a huge asset. It's probably the most expensive thing you've ever bought uh, at a particular time. Um, so if your home's such a big asset, we wanna make the most money we can when we decide to sell that asset and the way that you do so is by having equity in your home. Also, the more home equity you have, the closer you likely are to um, paying your home off and getting to that point where you're really financially free. You have zero debt and you've worked through the financial action plan and you have gotten to a place where you don't have to worry uh, about making payments on anything anymore. And so that that's another reason home equity um, is an asset that we have. And, and when it's, you know, when it's equal to the value of the home, then you own it. It's your home. It's, you know, so the closer we get to that, 
market value, the closer we get to um, the equity being equal to that market value, then uh, the closer we are to paying off our homes. And we all want to pay off our homes eventually. Home equity also determines your need for PMI. And so what is PMI? PMI is private mortgage insurance. And that is when you're taking out a mortgage, uh, it is insurance that the uh, mortgage company will make you get if you do not put at least 20% down on a home. Um, and so uh, it will determine, home equity will determine your need for that because if you don't have at least 20% of home equity um, or what or 80%, what they call loan to value ratio. So basically it's just the amount of the loan you have to take out divided by the value of the home. And so um, if that's 80% or less, then you should be all good there and not need PMI. So it determines your need for PMI. And then if you do initially start a mortgage with PMI and then you wanna get out of it later, like with conventional mortgages, they'll allow you to do this, um, then you need to have your house appraised. And um, what will make the difference is the loan to value ratio again, which is going to uh, directly correlate and dire directly uh, require you to have a certain amount of equity uh, in your home. And home equity is the one thing that you always have to fall back on. Not that we want to, and we'll talk about why we don't want to, but it is the one thing you always have to fall back on when you lack liquidity. And I think we've talked about liquidity before, but liquidity is simply our ability to get our hands on cash. And so if you have a lot of liquidity, then you can get your hands on cash quickly. Um, but if you don't, then uh, you may have to sell something to get your hands on cash, or in the case of your home, you may have to refinance or or whatever, or a lot of people run to HELOCs, which is home equity lines of credit. They're also known as second mortgages, and they will run to these to take the equity out of their home to get cash. And this is the issue. Liquidity is the issue with borrowing from your home's equity, because if you don't have anywhere to get the cash from, then you're going to want to pull from that particular asset that has equity in it. But the thing is, the way that I set up the financial action plan is liquidity needs get taken care of uh, before we're getting to a point where we're trying to uh, pay down the house really fast or before I even want you to buy a house if you don't already own one. Uh, so it, the liquidity needs get taken care of and there's a reason. And the reason is so you don't have to run to the equity of your home uh, in order to um, pay for something that comes up. And that's that's just one of the reasons, but uh, it's a very big part um, of the reason that I set it up the way I did. And it will keep you uh, on the straight line of heading towards financial freedom and becoming stronger financially through every step of the process and not having to take huge steps backwards. And going back into debt is just not on my radar. So I want to grow my home equity and leave it alone. Grow your home equity Leave it alone. Don't worry about your home equity as a way that you can you know, get cash and, and do whatever with it. Leave it in your home unless you just have huge issues. And we'll talk about those uh, here in a minute as to you know, when it is appropriate, when I actually can say, take that out. And so I brought up the HELOC or the home equity line of credit. And all this is, is it depends on the amount of equity that you have in your home. You can borrow against that equity. You can take some of that equity out as cash um, and have to repay it. And it's also looked at as a second mortgage because basically what you're doing is 
um, the home, you're just mortgaging it again. The equity that you have, you're just remortgaging that equity. And what this does is it just uh, puts the equity that you have and, and it uses your home as collateral, just as your mortgage does. Um, and it, it gives you cash and, and puts you back into debt on that home, uh, on the part of your home that you'd already paid off. And many people who take out home equity lines of credit are doing so uh, for large expenditures. Like we talked about medical bills yesterday, that could be one, or, or they do it for house repairs. So they uh, think, oh, well, I'll just take another mortgage on the house to pay for things on the house. Uh, or they're behind on their kid's college, so they, they want to help pay for their college, so they'll take a second mortgage to help pay for college or, or whatever. And these things um, should not be necessary in someone's life unless something is just crazy, out of control, necessary. And a home equity line of credit is a revolving line, meaning once you pay back your HELOC or pay back a certain amount, uh, you can be able to get another one. And, and if you don't take all of your equity out the first time, you may be able to take, an, take another one out uh, on the equity that you still have. And so all of this can be a really slippery slope as to borrowing against equity all the time. HELOCs work in a manner similar to credit cards. And we've already made clear our feelings about credit cards, uh, knowing that we don't love credit cards. We don't love running up debt on credit cards. We, we don't like it at all. And so uh, they work in a similar way, though, in that uh, you have some amount that you can borrow up to, and it's constantly revolving uh, if you need it. And uh, so if, if more people looked at HELOCs like credit cards, they would look and go, this is not something I want to do. Uh, but unfortunately, some people just look at it as uh, a way that they can um, purchase more things or fund more things. Um, and it's not illegitimate but it's not a smart way to go about doing things. So these things are just bad ideas. And first of all, it's a bad idea because you're tearing down the equity that you put in your home. That's your largest asset. Don't you want to get that thing paid off eventually? All you're doing is taking steps backwards on doing so. You're not able to pay your home off and actually own it for yourself and actually have that solid asset and actually get rid of housing costs and the reason that you're not able to do so is because you keep taking HELOCs out on your home. Not to mention, a lot of people are using HELOCs to pay for things that it's not necessary for them to pay for. And some would say, well, Dylan, isn't it you know, important to you know, pay for home repairs? Of course it is, in cash. Isn't it important to pay for your kid's college? It is, if you invest and save for it like you're supposed to. Uh, isn't it important to um, pay for this, that, or the other? And the answer in many cases is yes, uh, but you should be able to do so in cash. You shouldn't be pulling from this equity in your home. Because basically what people do when they take out HELOCs is they rob Peter to pay Paul. They're literally keeping from getting into debt somewhere else by going into debt further on their home. So they're literally robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just, it, it makes very, very little sense as to why somebody would do this. And that's why I say it's just not necessary in most cases. And this is even worse than the idea of taking a loan out on a 401k or something like that because you're not paying yourself back with interest. You're just paying the bank more and more money. It is a loan you took out. Uh, and even though you get the equity in your home, 
you borrowed from that equity. So it's not like it's anything new to you. It's not like you're building up, you're spending more money to build the same amount of equity that you could have built correctly in a straight line the first time. So how do we destroy this need to borrow from home equity? How do we keep ourselves out of the equity in our home and allow it to grow and leave it alone? Well, first and foremost, we got to be out of debt, right? Because if you're out of debt, then the liquidity crunch, the crunch of having cash in your home uh, is not as great because now you actually have income that is staying in your house or is being saved or being invested or whatever uh, that you did not have before. Now you actually have cash around to pay for things that come along like house repairs or being able to invest for your kid's college or any number of things. Um, but being out of debt is allowing you to do that. If you're not out of debt, then it's very easy to look around and go, well, I don't have the cash to be able to do that. And you're probably right. You don't have the cash to be able to do that if you have you know, car payments and if you have student loans and if you have credit card bills and all these types of things. You likely don't have the cash and you may absolutely have to run to your HELOC to stay, um, to stay out of bankruptcy. And so I want to be clear that getting out of debt is fundamental to financial freedom. You can not, I, I'm not saying there's no way. I'm just saying there is no peace. There is no peace when you're still in debt. To get out of debt is to have financial peace. Dave Ramsey, the reason he calls it Financial Peace University is because getting out of debt brings you financial peace. It really does. It brings you some peace of mind. It brings you to where you can, those shoulders aren't tense anymore. You can breathe. Your heart doesn't pound when you think about money. You actually have this ability to be calm and make rational decisions. And if you're in debt up to your eyeballs, you're not able to do that. And you can't make the best decisions for yourself, like staying out of your home equity uh, because you feel like it's necessary because you have all these other payments. Simply put, not having debt gives you options. And additionally, that allows you to stay out of a HELOC. So then we want to have emergency funds, right? So we got to have our emergency funds set up um, in order to keep tragedy from striking. Because a reason that you could run to a HELOC could simply be that some emergency hit, like a big medical bill or medical debt. And I'm not saying that a medical bill is not big enough that it would require you to do that, right? But I'm just saying that if you had an emergency fund and you were saving in your HSA or FSA or whatever, and you were out of debt, then we may be in a place where we can actually handle this thing up front and not have to run to our largest asset and take equity out of it. Emergency funds should be large enough if you're saving the four to six months of expenses that we talk about um, in order to handle a vast majority of things that are going to happen in your life. And if that is the case, then you have nothing to worry about. When tragedy strikes, you can, yes, thing, there are painful things that occur, but as far as financially, you can just pay for them and move on to the next thing, replenish that emergency fund and move on. Emergency funds are liquidity like no other. No matter where you are in your financial life, you do need one, and this is exactly why. I would much rather have an emergency fund that I could dip into than have to borrow on my home again in order to pay for something. And so we also can put sinking funds in place in order to keep ourselves out of a HELOC. 
and out of borrowing from the equity in our home. And why does this make sense? So let's say I want to purchase a car in cash, right? Well, I said a minute ago about robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, taking a HELOC to buy a car in cash is robbing Peter to pay Paul. And it, it really doesn't make much sense. And it even makes less sense if what you're saying is, I'm going to borrow from an appreciating asset in order to purchase a depreciating asset. And I'm not saying a lot of people do this. I'm just saying this could definitely happen and you don't want to do this. So the reason I bring up sinking funds is these are just little funds, uh, you know, savings that you have, buckets of savings that you have um, that save for different things. And one of those things could be a new car. One thing could be car repairs or home repairs. Be saving for these things because you know they are going to, uh, to occur at some point. Be saving for medical uh, expenses and just you know small amounts over time can really build up and that's what those sinking funds should be for so if you have your sinking funds in place then you have less worry about when something like that does strike having the ability to pay for it in cash um, along with your emergency fund then strangely enough another way that we can stay out of a HELOC is to actually save for retirement and you're saying well how does that make sense Dylan well here's why because what will end up happening for a lot of people is they'll end up getting to retirement without enough money. And if they get to retirement and realize that they don't have enough money in their retirement nest egg, then they're going to look for any way that they can get cash that, that they can. And a lot of people who get to that point um, do have their house paid off or have a lot of equity in their home. And so they'll choose to go back into debt on their home in order to fund their retirement, which is crazy. And so, Saving for retirement and doing that in an efficient way, like we talk about in the financial action plan, um, is necessary and can keep you out of this specific type of debt and can keep you paid off on your home, which is where we want to be. Housing costs are typically the largest cost that you have. So staying out of that particular uh, debt. So once you have that house paid off, staying out of that equity, staying out of that debt is going to be huge for your long-term uh, retirement goals because that's less expenses. And so honestly, it is easier to have something paid off and live on less income in retirement than it is to not have the thing paid off and try to create the income off of some set amount of money. You need a lot more money in order to do that. And then lastly, save for your kid's college. That can keep you out of a HELOC because in a similar way to the retirement thing, you know, so many people get to the point where their kids are going to college and they don't want their kids to get into college debt. And they'll say, oh, well, I'll just go into debt on my home in order to pay for your college. And that doesn't make any sense. So I want you to be saving for your kid's college in a responsible way, in the correct order, in the correct way. And you should get to a point where when that day comes, you can either fund it, partially fund it or something, and don't have to reach into the equity of your home to try to do something like that. It's a very nice gesture to try to pay for your kid's school, but do it responsibly. Don't do it in a way that's going to hurt you. You wanna do these types of things where you're trying to help out somebody else uh, in a way that doesn't hurt you or them. You don't want any kind of residual damage going on there because then there can be resentment in the fact that ah, I took out this second mortgage so I could send you to school and you know wag my finger at you or whatever. No, that's not what needs to be going on. What needs to be going on is that this is your gift to your child, your uh, ability to help them and 
the way that that needs to happen is through the correct type of college savings, 529s, um, you know, ESAs, you know, individual investment accounts, joint investment accounts, things like that. Uh, that can just allow you to get there efficiently. And that is going to occur if you are following the financial action plan correctly. So do not ruin your financial life and your financial stability for your child. So what about paying off HELOCs? And this is a short thing because we know how to pay off debts, but uh, HELOCs are a tad different. So the thing that we want to do is we want to put it in our debt repayment part of the financial action plan, our debt repayment plan, um, if it is less than half of our annual income. So if the amount of the HELOC is less than half of our annual income, then we will put it in with the rest of our debts and pay them off smallest to largest the way that we know how to do that. Um, but if it is greater than half of our annual income, we will put it with our mortgage in that step of the financial action plan that's talking about paying your home off early. And so we'll treat it as a part of the mortgage. And the reason that we do that and the reason we say half of your annual income is because anything over half of your annual income gets harder to pay off. And so I would rather you put it with the home if it is more than half your annual income. But if it's some smaller amount, put it with the rest of your debts and pay those things off uh, quickly. That way you can you know, recoup that equity and move forward to that step where you are trying to pay your house off early and not be working from behind in that step. So what are the only times that I'm okay with HELOCs? There's really only one. And that one is when bankruptcy is looming. And you may say, well, Dylan, don't you talk about the foreclosure aspect in other situations and taking care of if a, if a foreclosure is looming? Well, this is actually equity in your home that you're borrowing from. So it's, the home is already collateral. So you can't take out a home equity loan in order to keep from foreclosing. That'd be like taking out another mortgage to try to keep from foreclosing. It doesn't work. Um, but you can try to stay out of uh, bankruptcy by doing so. Now, that's to say that you, the bank will still allow you to borrow uh, on your home's equity, but it is an asset to you that, that you should have available. Um, but otherwise, right, there aren't any situations. Because let's say you have like huge medical bills, like I'm going to tell you to, you know, pay with your emergency fund and use your uh, non-retirement investment investments to do so. Use your HSAs, use your FSAs, um, use all these different avenues first, right? And um, get on a payment plan, you know, and if all of this fails and it's still pushing you toward bankruptcy, uh, then a HELOC can become something that uh, may be necessary. But don't just run to it. Like that, that's what I, that's the biggest key of today and something I want to make clear is that we don't want to just run towards our home's equity every time we need cash. Like actually build up cash the old fashioned way save, you know, do the things in the right order, in the right way. And then you won't have to worry about this liquidity crunch come time that you need to do something big in your life. You will have those things taken care of. And I know if you're just getting started, things can come up and get more difficult when it comes to cash, but do things in the right order and it won't necessarily be the case. And this is one of the reasons why I talk about not being in a place to buy a home until you are out of debt, and have your emergency fund set because then things come up. You don't have to borrow from the equity on your home. You can just go ahead and take care of it with your emergency funds and the income that you have because you are actually out of debt and have income to spend. Borrowing from your home's equity is just not 
financially smart. It's not something that is going to get you to long-term wealth building efficiently. It's not something that is going to allow you to move forward. You're taking steps backward in your financial life and you're actually having to go back and make up for work that you've done previously um, because you've already paid down to get that equity and now you are borrowing against it and having to build it back up. Uh, it's just such a dangerous game and it's something that you can fall into. And I think we all want to own our homes, right? We all want to own the home that you purchase. You don't want to just be sitting paying on it forever, but HELOCs will allow you to do that. Borrowing get your home, your home's equity will allow you to do that. We want to build our home's equity and leave it alone. We want to get to a point where we pay our home off and we're sitting on this, you know, very high valued asset that is paid off. And, you know, if worse comes to worse and we had to sell that asset, then that's one thing. But if I, I'm sitting there and, and, you know, I have a paid for home, then I have less expenses when it comes to housing. Uh, I don't, um, have to worry about a crunch on cash because I have more cash because I don't pay for housing expenses anymore. Um, I'm likely completely out of debt, so I, I don't owe anybody anything. I can build up my savings. I can, I can do all these things when I don't have debt. I have emergency funds. I get my house paid off, all this type, these types of things. And it just makes it seem like all that the HELOC is doing is just pulling you back into that cycle of debt. And we don't want that. Uh, it's pretty obvious, you know, we don't want debt at all in your life, but we really don't want you to fall back into these sneaky kinds of debt that seem like they would be okay because I say that the mortgage is not a terrible thing. And so you think, oh, well, maybe a HELOC is not a bad thing. It's just a second mortgage. Well, it's just stepping backwards in your financial life and it's just really, really not worth the hassle uh, that comes along with it. And not to mention there are just better ways to go about doing this. So let's stop playing a losing game and get this thing called cash back into our lives. And the way that we do that is not by borrowing against our home's equity. It's by paying our home down. It's by getting out of debt. It's by saving um, consistently into emergency funds and sinking funds. It's by saving for retirement and saving for your kid's college. And you will have the cash ability in many, most vast majority of cases to pay on the emergencies that life brings you without having to dip into your home's equity. So hey guys, thanks for watching this video. I really appreciate you. Do not forget to go down below and hit the big red subscribe button. Like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments. If you're listening on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. Uh, also, uh, if you would like to, go follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. Uh, and that will give you a lot of the, the good things that I post day after day on the social media platforms that I think can be really helpful to you. Uh, also, if you need a financial coach, if you need somebody to help you to create a plan for your personal finances, then I can definitely help you. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com and click on the Work with Dylan tab, and you can choose the type of financial coaching session that you would like and sign up there. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about the credit score and the place that it should play in your life. Maybe not the place that it does play in your life. So hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.